Salakadoola, mantikaboola, bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Put them together and one of you got bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. This podcast contains magic and fun and bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Helpful mice and clashes are nice, bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. There's dancing to do and stuff must do cool and bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Remember there's always a happy ending here. Listener discretion is advised and bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Episode 106, A Good Pair of Shoes Can Take You Anywhere. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sparkin' Movie Review. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Hi, it's me, Jackie. And we're back again to be talking about lovely, wonderful, amazing, animated, glorious goodness brought to you by that wonderful, amazing studio, RKO. Wait, no, they're actually... It was brought to you by... What is the name of the company we're not supposed to talk about? Walt Disney. Yes, we're talking about some of the best and most wonderful and amazing Disney films in our theme month of Fantasy, Family, and Fantastic Pixie Dust. Yes, that's right. And it's our second installment. And we're almost halfway there. And we've got a good one today. Actually, the irony is, even though this is the second princess film in the Disney catalog... This is actually the 12th Walt Disney animated classic. There are 12 movies in between. That's really weird. Because you really go from, you really only go from like Snow White to Cinderella. You don't really pay attention to anything else. No, I mean, you had Dumbo, you had Peter Pan, I believe, you you had had Bambi, Pinocchio, a couple of those. But the the true renaissance are the princess films, supposedly. Uh, Yes, agreed. And with that in mind, I mean, it's just so crazy that... This is the twelfth, and it was released twenty years. Yeah, twenty years after Snow White. It, that's about a year difference. But you have to admit that's freaking crazy. Not bad. Not bad. And this was released actually the day after Valentine's Day. This came out in Boston. Then it was released a month later. So it's not that bad. Nineteen fifty. Fifty was a good year, I think. You had very relaxing. My, my parents were born. So uh, my parents were in the fifties also. So. <laughs> so I'd say it's a good year. Yeah, of course it's a good year. Genetically, it's an awesome year for our generation. But either way, the film was directed by a bunch of people, just like they used to do, because this is before you had that one director who had the great vision, 
It's more like a collaboration of like-minded individuals. Same thing with right. it's written by one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten writers. And the only one that we know is Pierce Pierce, back again. Yeah. <laughs> Still around 20 years later. I thought he would have been fired at that point, but I guess not. Obviously, he did something good. Mm, he did work on Snow White. I wonder what else he's done, but we'll look at his IMDb later. <laughs> All right. And this film was based on the classic story called... Um, it's, Pronounce it. It looks like a Pokemon's name. Cinderellon, <laughs> I choose you! Oh, yeah, Cinderellon. <laughs> by Charles Perrault. And so that makes this story, if I'm right, it's a French story, I think. Oh, uh, yeah, Cinderellon. Yes, in Zerillion. That does sound like a Pokemon. It's either French or it's Italian because it does take place in a chateau. So then it probably uh, is. He's a French. He's a French author okay. who also worked. Uh, he wrote so it's French. Red Riding Hood, Puss in Boots. Okay, so it's a French story. So officially, this is French. The other one was Scandinavian. Good. Yeah. So he's gone yeah. from Scandinavia to French, and it's starring a lot of people: Betty Lou Gerson, Lucy. Lucille Bliss, Mike Douglas, not to be confused with Michael Douglas or Kurt Douglas or Michael Keaton, whose real name is Mike Douglas. Just a different guy. Don Barclay, Louis von Rutten, who's back again. He was one of the, the seven dwarves. He got another job career. James McDonald, Rhoda Williams, Verna Felton, Eleanor Audley, and starring... Eileen Wood. And I think she was younger than... Well, not younger, but... Her voice was all right, but I remember it being nicer than it actually was. I don't know. Yeah. It just seemed um, different. It just seemed different to me. But uh, it... That wasn't her full name, actually. Oh, it wasn't? Uh, side, side trivia. She was born Jacqueline Ruth Eileen Woods on oh. May 5th, 1929. Ah, so Jackie. Oh, so, <laughs> so they probably changed it to Eileen because Jacqueline is probably a male name. No. <laughs> Like Eileen, I don't know. Well, Jacqueline, maybe. Well, 1929 could be Jackie, like, didn't want to get in confused for, like, Jackie Kennedy or something. True, true, true. I don't know. So, either way, the film that we are talking about is. Cinderella, Cinderella. Yes. Blah, Cinderella, Cinderella. Yep, Cinderella, Cinderella. Clean the dishes, Cinderella. Pop the dishes. But uh, the running time on this movie was 75 minutes, so about an hour 15. Yeah. And what was the budget on this? The budget was $2.9 million, uh, and the box office was $263.6 million. And that's not including all the re-releases and resellings of this film that happened every 10 years. 60-something years. So that's... A decent amount of money. You divide that by ten, it's gonna be, or six, it's gonna be thirty million a, every year. <laughs> I'd like to make thirty million a year. That would be nice. So, for those of you who do not know about this film or lived under a rock, it's you have to live under a rock if you do not know about Cinderella. Seriously, it's a very simple story about a young girl who lives with her wicked stepmother and. She and her fairy godmother helps her get a husband. <laughs> well, it's a little more than that because there are things <laughs> I completely forgot. Like the actual villain, technically, 
is the king. Because well, his whole no, motivation uh, is he wants grandkids. He's like, I don't care about my son. I just want the pitter-patter of little feet in the in the castle again. Well, it's crazy. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, actually, that's not true. The real villain is Lady Tremaine. She is, I think, arguably the worst villain ever. I thought Queen Grimhild was bad. No. Like, Lady Tremaine is evil just to be evil. She's she cruel. is... Yeah, she's nasty just because... Like, I don't uh, think there is a redeeming quality in her at all. Like, Jafar, you could say, is charismatic. Scar, charismatic. Um, the Wicked Queen, or, or Snow White's Evil Queen. She's a little bit charismatic. This lady... She's horrid. Her and her, yeah. her and her daughters, Drusilla and Anastasia. And Anastasia isn't that bad. It's Drusilla's horrible. Yeah. I mean, you could kind of tell also they're evil because their cat's name is Lucifer. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. Uh, wow. Something interesting. This is also a Disney film which opens up with a picture of a live book as it opens up and you read the book. Yeah, it's another one of the... The, where it opens in the book, yes. Yeah, Disney stopped doing that, which is kind of sad. I liked how they did that, but... I think they should have done that with Frozen. They should have, but they didn't. They sort of did with Tangled. You're right, they did. They did with Tangled, but we digress. Um, it's about young girl, lives with her wicked stepmother after her father dies. Her stepmother gets a house, and she ends up being relegated to become their scullery maid. Just like Snow White, this mother treats her horridly. She's mean, she's cruel, she has to clean up after everybody, and her only friends are... The mice and the animals, once again. Yes, but these animals actually talk back. They're not just there to make animal noises. Her best friends are the mice who talk and they have all personalities and she makes clothes for them. And she actually saves a new friend because their leader is this mouse named Jacques or Jack-Jack. And then there's the new mouse whose name is Gus-Gus. I think Jack is my favorite character. I don't like Gus-Gus. If I said that my favorite character was the fairy godmother, like, would that be so typical of a girl? No, most girls would have said they're Cinderella or... I was Cinderella. I am Cinderella. Seriously, that was my childhood. That's Ooh. why I'm so sheltered. <laughs> Did not know that. So we oh, learn yeah. something new no, every day. I was, I was Cinderella. I couldn't do anything until my chores were done. Well, most and kids, that's I, the case. No, 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 no. Like, this is really bad. It was, it, it was pretty bad. Yeah, but your step-siblings didn't sabotage you, so you couldn't even get your chores done. No, but my parents... Yeah, I pretty much was Cinderella. Mm. And I missed out on a lot. So I think I relate to her the most. Well, she is one of the more interesting ones. Especially with her situation yes. that she is another scholarly maiden. She was the beloved child of a widowed gentleman. And her father loved her, but her stepmother hated her. And she did the best she could. Her parents, her stepmother and family treated her like nothing, like garbage. And she still was there with a smile and treated them the best they could. And and as we said, this is going on in her life. She's grown up to this point. She's like 14 years old. And meanwhile, as I said, the king has told the Grand Duke that he wants his son, who's coming back from wherever he was, to get married and give him grandchildren. He wants to find a suitable wife who can give him grandchildren because he's obsessed with having little pitter-patter feet in his castle again. In his castle, yeah. Which is really kind of creepy on so many levels, but it's also, I've seen how parents get with their grandkids, so it's like it, a notable quality. So he tells the Grand Duke that... We're going to trick the prince into finding uh, true love, you know, be instant magic. They'll dance, they'll fall in love, and then I'll have grandkids. And that's his plan. 
and he's going to invite every suitable maiden in the land to attend. And when the letter appears at the Cinderella household, immediately they realize it's a royal proclamation, so she has to go. If she finishes her chores on time and makes her own dress, right. they're not going to make it easy for her. They make her do all this work, and they keep telling her, clean this, we need to sew this, break this, make us dinner. And she has no time. She's never going to get the dress done. Yeah, it makes it impossible. But her um, friends help and make her dress amazing. The mice make the dress beautiful or do right, that. they have to. Um, yeah, they, they ha- have to. No, this is the work song. Something this else. Is- oh, yeah. Was it, was it the dress? The dress was like her mother's, right? Yeah, she had to alter it, though, because it was old-fashioned. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, so the mice alter it for her. They make it look beautiful, but when the sisters see it, they're shocked. She's done. She looks beautiful. So they do the cruelest thing possible. And they destroy it. They rip the dress off her saying, you stole this from me and you stole that. And then, and she didn't steal. They just, and it's heartbreaking. It's right. Because they destroy the gown, she runs into the backyard where all hope is lost. And she's never going to be able to go to the great ball. And long behold, the fairy godmother appears. And... Okay, well, there's a little bit more. She's talked about stuff, but she basically says there's no such thing as giving up hope. There's no, you haven't tried everything. And And she's another Disney character that speaks only in rhyme. Yes. She transforms the pumpkin into a carriage. She turns Jack-Jack and Jock into horses. And then their dog, Major, becomes the, the, the coachman. And then the dog, Bruno, becomes a footman. Yes. It um, makes her dress look beautiful. It makes a new magic loop. It also gives her... Glass slippers! So she has glass slippers that won't break, apparently. Even though I don't understand how that does not break, but... No, they, they, they're actually pretty strong. Mm. Yeah. I, I saw a thing on glass slippers. Um, but yeah, again, with most spells or whatever... They break at the stroke of midnight. Yep, she has a caveat. She said, look, this will end at midnight, so you got to hurry and get this done. Go, go, go. You'll have a good time. And she's just happy someone actually cares about her, so Cinderella doesn't care. Meanwhile, at the ball, the prince is bored. Every girl he's met is just boring to him. The two and sisters. then Cinderella appears. Yes, and it's love at first sight for him. And then they dance the night away. Until stroke of midnight, I have to go, and she has to run away, and the spell's over, and all of her stuff starts breaking, and she's running, and she's like, "I had a great time. I that I wouldn't have had a better time even if I was dancing with the prince." She doesn't realize the person who she fell in love with is the prince, right? And. The king, having left the ball early, dreaming about his son having grandkids. Finds out that the girl disappeared, gets very upset at the Duke, and says, find her, no matter what. Is there any evidence that she left? Anything? Anything and at all? I have the shoe. She lost one of her shoes. So, every maid in the land will try on the shoe, and if they don't, if it fits, it doesn't matter if it's a girl or not, but if it fits, she's the one that his son will marry. They'll figure out the details later. This father really is looking out for his son, isn't he? Uh, yeah, actually, that was one of the things that um, that I really liked. He really wanted 
his son to be happy. Yeah, but he, so they said, he, what if it's not the girl? Lot. He said, I don't care. She'll marry her anyway. I don't care. <laughs> He's being kind of... Yeah. But you do have a point. He is looking out for his son. He wants his son to have a family. You are right. Um. But yeah, I, I didn't realize... Why did I not pick up on... I, I didn't really pick up on the... Uh, When the uh, when the, the they're going to the house to pick up to try on the shoes, that she realizes uh, it's Cinderella because I totally skipped over that she was humming the song at the ball. Like I don't know why I just I just realized that that was it. Um, yeah, she was humming the. That's how she knew, and she locked her away, and then so her daughters would yeah. find out, and their daughters try sneaking it, and it's like. In the original story, it was a lot more crueler. The daughters tried cutting pieces of their foot off so it fit in the slipper. Yeah, there's actually there's actually two endings to that. The one where they cut their toes off, and I think the one sister cuts part of her heel off. Um, and the okay, so the parole version, um, the parole version isn't as graphic. It's the Brothers Grimm version, the Jack Tales, that gets graphic. Um, so in this, in the Disney version, um, it's happy ever after, more or less. Well, okay, as happy as you can. I, I would say there's nothing nasty that really happens to the stepsisters or anything like that in the Disney version, obviously, because it's Disney. Um, the Perrault version... The family pleads for forgiveness, and she allows the stepsisters to be married to lords. Which is a very different ending than what you'd expect. I mean, in the sequel movies to this, Anastasia has a redemption arc, but Gisela never does because she is a horrid sister. And their mother never gets a happy ending because yeah. she is horrible. There's, there's morals, actually. Peralt has morals, too. Like uh, you just said, the first moral is... Beauty is a treasure, but graciousness is priceless. Without it, nothing is possible. With it, one can do anything. In the Brothers Grimm version, a.k.a. the Jack Tales, uh, they cut their piece of the foot off. And then during Cinderella's wedding, while she's walking down the aisle, she has her sisters are her bridesmaids. And because Cinderella loves all her little animal friends. She has dubbed fly down and striped the two stepsisters' eyes. One was in the left, the other was the right, and then when they're walking out of the church, the doves attack the sisters again, leaving them blind, which is a punishment that they must deal with now for the rest of their lives. That's terrible. So there's... So there's... So, <laughs> the brothers grim are literally grim. Maybe that's where the word comes from. It's <laughs> like so nasty. Potentially. Um, but, so, uh, the point is, this film was it's verbatim to the original. They did change some little things here and there. Yes. Like, one of the big things is that how she meets the fairy godmother, <laughs> she just shows up. In the remake, right. in that version, the fairy godmother's dressed up as a beggar, and Cinderella gives her something to eat. No matter what, it's a very sad scene, but it's a good scene too, showing that she is gracious and that good people deserve good things. 
Right, right, right. That remake, the live action, isn't bad. There's a lot of good things. It also gives more of a motivation for why Lady Tremaine is evil as she is. Yeah. It's not a good motivation. It's just her, you know, she's jealous of her innocence. Well, yeah, and jealousy is something... I mean, it can destroy someone. It can destroy someone. And out of all the lessons that you you can learn, I think that's a big part of why Disney films are popular because it really is the battle of good and evil and what jealousy and anger will do to somebody in probably one of the nicest ways possible. That is true. And the film is a good film. Don't get me wrong. It is a classic oh, it is a classic fairy tale that does have a happy ending and makes you smile at the end, which is good. And yeah, especially for a 50s film, point. it does it does hold up well for an hour and 20 minutes. And yep. I will say this, though. Uh, the pros for this are it's a lot more colorful than Snow White was. They seem to have gotten better with their cell drawing. It's more colorful. The characters are more focused. They are a little more cartoony than realistic. Because mm-hmm. in the Snow White, the humans looked realistic, but then the dwarves looked cartoony. Now the humans look kind of cartoony as well. Right, right. Also, the film was just, it's just well composed. It looks sugary sweet, and there's a yeah, couple... it's good. It's, it's a very well put together film for, you know, 1950s, colorful, as you said. But yeah, I think the Disney artists were going for, like, it's a cartoon, it's uh, for kids. They're finally getting getting the hang of it. He's woke after 20 years. They've got a hang of it. So now, again, they're really, this is it. This is the angle that they're going for. And it worked for them. It did give them two successful films they had since Cinderella. And it kept Disney going because they were about to go bankrupt at that point. So we talked about the art style, talked about the stories. The voice acting, I like the, all the other characters, but Cinderella just, she seemed to... Her voice was just didn't fit for some reason. When I was a kid, I pictured her voice a little differently. Maybe I was confusing yeah. her with one of the others, but just the voice, did, her regular voice, her singing voice was fine, but her regular voice just didn't fit for some reason, in my opinion. I liked it. I mean, I, I think it was comforting. I liked her. I liked how they did that with her voice. Now, for the other thing, this is a Disney film, so it is a musical as well. And there are some great stories and great songs. The And the song, which was actually the movie's theme, is one most of us don't think about. Because what's the song everyone remembers from Cinderella? Cinderella, Cinderella. Mm-hmm. It's either Cinderella. Well, or Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo. Yep, it's Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo or it's Cinderella, Cinderella, Night and Day, it's Cinderella. But the song, which is the actual theme of the movie is a dream is a wish your heart your may. heart may. yes mm-hmm. hey we should do that sometimes <laughs> no <laughs> and um, there are some it's a nice song it actually and you hear it in disney other movies you hear that ballad and it's a nice ballad that works a, it is a better song i think than snow white something my prince will come yes i think it's a little better I think it's not as, it's a more gender neutral song, I think. The A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes. Yeah. But that's my opinion on it. Not a bad opinion. Mm. 
Okay, so who's your who's your MVP character for the movie? MVP, most valuable person. Who's your favorite well, character? If it was my favorite character, I have to say the godmother. Okay. I would love to be the fairy godmother because you can be that person that helps someone with all the end of hope and not to quote Lord of the Rings, but be that light when all of the lights go out. That, I would love to be a fairy godmother. For me, it's got to be Jack, Jack, and the Mice because they do the—they're the comic relief, and they do a lot of work to make sure that she gets better. They get—they steal the key to help her get out. They try to fix the dress for her, and they do the most heavy lifting out there. I think. Okay. Yeah. I mean. I also like the Grand Duke because he is just the king's. The king treats him horribly, yet he tries his best. To make the king happy. Yeah, you can sympathize with him. You definitely do. So, your favorite song? My favorite song? I, I, I do like the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boop. Okay. Song. I do like that song. And for me, I it's... Have to say. I like Bibbidi Bobbidi Boop. It's not as long as I thought. It was only like a minute long, so... It's very short, yes. Yeah, no. For me, it's going to be the work song. Even when it transitions to them singing uh, "A Dream Is yeah. a Wish," you, what, they transition from one to the other, and it works seamlessly. In a very, it goes from the cute them not speaking right English to them speaking English, so it kind of works. Yeah, that's that's adorable. Okay, so since we are not being super cruel with these because these are Disney films, I'm going to have to give this movie a two glass slippers. <laughs> Eight glass slippers. No. Um, how about a full glass slipper? You'd give it four glass slippers instead of just the regular two? I said two because there's only two glass slippers in the movie. No, it's a full. An intact two glass slippers. Oh, yes, because one gets broken. That's right. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Mm. I thought. I thought I read it somewhere. Um. No, you're right. This is a very so, good film. Now, is this better than no, Snow White? Great. Now, is it better oh, than Snow White? Come on, you really have to ask that question? I think that this film is just as good, but Snow White beats it because it was more innovative at the time. But I think this is a better film visually. But the voice acting was, I don't know. That's my opinion. Um, okay, well. So, well, we could discuss yeah, this. Yeah, no, you can, go, you can go with that. You can we, go with that. We can discuss this later because I think that's it. Uh you guys just want to seriously synopsize this entire thing. So, remember, guys, you can check out any. I think we're done. You agree? Yes, sir. Sounds like we have reached the end. Okay. So, with that in mind, remember, you can check out any of our early episodes at www.spirekin.com. You can email me at spirekin at gmail.com. Or email me at lunaboton007 at gmail.com. Or, or visit uh, yeah. Facebook. For Jake. or White Duck events. Yep. And your next event is going to be the BBC Thingy Medwabber, right? The BBC Tea at Central Park, Ooh, New okay. York, and on April 16th. Check the show notes to find out more information about it. Yes. So, with that in mind, let's get to that part you've all been waiting for. What are we talking about? We're talking about that one. That only. Oh, 
and you remembered the word. Awesome. So, for those who don't know, the dodecahedron is a 12-sided object, and we're going to do is we're going to roll that dodecahedron on movies. We'll never land on after reviewing the next episode of the Spark and Movie Review, episode 107. Okay, so let me roll and see what we're going to review. Who do we have? Okay, it has landed on number seven. And according to our list, number seven is going to be... Oh. We are skipping a bunch of of films. We're going from one extreme to the other because we are not doing a princess movie. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God, what are we doing? Yes, uh, we're not doing a princess movie, but we are doing a Disney film, an animated film, which is based on a novel by Lewis Carroll. And uh, we're talking about Alice in Wonderland, the original, not the remake with uh, Tim Burton, which I don't want to get into that that travesty of a film. But it wasn't that bad. But yes, we can. I'm going to guess it's Alice in Wonderland. Yep. And so I guess so we'll find out how that is next episode. So with that in mind, this is Jackie, and my favorite quote was, There's nothing left to believe in. Nothing. Nothing, my dear. Oh, now you don't really mean that. Oh, but I do. Nonsense, child. If you'd lost all your faith, I couldn't be here. And here I am. Oh, come now. Dry those tears. You can't go to the ball looking like that. The ball? Oh, but I'm not. Of course you are. But we'll have to hurry, because even miracles take a little time. And this is your host, Zahn, for the Spark and Movie Review. My favorite quote from 1950s, Cinderella, is going to be... Poor Cinderella. Every time she finds a minute, that's the time when they begin it. Cinderella, Cinderella. So that's it for this episode. We're gone, Phil. Catch you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Magic at his command, Walt Disney brings you his wondrous all-cartoon feature, Cinderella, sparkling with pure enchantment.
filled with lasting enjoyment and overflowing with unforgettable entertainment. The thingamabob that does the job is Bibbidi-Bobbidi-Boo. There's also the fun of fascinating and humorous Disney characters who bring to life Cinderella's exciting story. Meet Jacques, Gus Gus, and Lucifer. And there's the magic of music in some of the happiest melodies ever heard. Is a wish your heart makes when you're fast to see. Makes life. 